Hello and welcome to episode 22 of No Other Crack Pod. Hi. Um, Trish, what is the crack with you this week? Well, we'll kick off with TV Guide, mm-hmm. as usual. I watched, I, I hope you're not lactose intolerant, because <laughs> what I'm about to mention is 100% cheese. <laughs> Did you see Lindsay Lohan's new film? Um, no, I had written that down as well, just that I've been hearing oh, I watched good it. things, so I'm you delighted. Heard good yeah, yeah, so I'm so delighted to hear that you've watched it. Yeah, I have watched it. I put it on last night. And so what's it called again? Falling for Falling for Christmas. Falling for Christmas, starring yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Yes. So starring Lindsay Lohan and the other guy in it is Cord Overstreet. So I was looking away at what him. A name? Cord Overstreet. Yeah, it's actually it's pretty <laughs> random. Cord Overstreet. So I was looking away at him. So like the premise of the movie is after losing her memory in a skiing accident, a spoiled heiress lands in the cosy care of a down-on-his-luck widower and his daughter at Christmas time. Oh, wonder what happens. <laughs> so Cord Overstreet, I was looking away at him and I was like, where do I recognise him from? But did you ever watch Glee? Yeah, not all of it, but I watched probably the first three or four so seasons. So you would reckon, I don't, yeah, I was the same. But he played Sam in Glee. Okay. Do you remember him? Real kind good looking fella, like, blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, that's, ha- that's yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. So he's older now, obviously, but... So, in the movie, there's a scene which I loved. And it was just... Lindsay Lohan is a producer on the movie, but she had mentioned, like, Mean Girls is the main Lindsay Lohan movie. Yeah, it's like an iconic piece of well, our culture. Well, I know Parent Trap, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls is just, like, pop culture history. But she's in a car... In this new film, and Jingle Bell Rock comes on the radio. Ah, brilliant! And she's like, turn up, and she's like, Jingle Bell. And then her boyfriend at the time is like, he's like, you're singing the wrong tone, and he just completely puts her off. But it's like, oh, let her sing Jingle Bell Rock. But she released a cover of Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, for this movie, excellent! That's such a nice little nod to little Easter egg, yeah. Yeah, but so I watched it. And like, oh, it is so cheesy. Mm. But it's one of those films that like, it's terrible. But you want to watch it to see where it goes. And it's. Yeah. So it's just that hallmarky feel yeah, good. Very hallmarky. But at times, like the way she's acting in it is nearly like you think she's in a like an SNL skit or something. Oh, it's, that it's like she's almost acting like a bad actor. Yeah. You nearly think she's taking the piss. Mm. But I would recommend you watching it. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Like, I kind of have a rule. I don't watch any Christmas movies until after the toy show. This is like your unwritten route. Yeah. So I watch the toy show next weekend. So on Friday. Friday And then, yeah. We we might do a Christmas themed episode too. Oh, sure. Look. What, Darren? Can I just. uh, Darren, speak really loud or else. Take my mic. Darren wants to ask a question. Yeah. Question from Darren. <laughs> is Christmas starting too early? Oh yeah, Darren feels that Christmas is starting too early, or he's asking, "Is Christmas starting too early?" Now, do you actually think Christmas is starting earlier every year, or we just like to say that? It is 
It's just one of those things you say, oh God, it's getting earlier every year. If that's the case, we're going to keep going so early. We're going to reverse <laughs> back on ourselves. It'll be like that bar <laughs> Rolf's in New York that's just Christmas themed all year. Like that will just be our lives. Yeah. Um, like I did notice now coming down from work last night, a lot of Christmas lights on houses, which I was yeah. kind of shocked at. I think it's a culmination of a couple of things. So I think the lockdown Christmases started earlier because everyone was clinging on to just like the hope and boredom <laughs> that they were just like, oh, feck it, put up the tree, like, or, you know. Yeah. And then we were all lying about the house. So it's like, oh, let's just put on Christmas movies to cheer ourselves up. But then commercially too, you know, all of the bigger brands want to get as much out of the Christmas quarter, as they call from September to late Jeez. December, the Christmas quarter. So they usually the Christmas quarter is like an unspoken thing where they seed in little bits of Christmas, but it wouldn't have traditionally started until after Black Friday, which was an Americanized date, you know, the day after Thanksgiving where sales begun was then when Christmas used Am to I start. Am I right saying Black Friday is next Friday as well? Yeah. Yeah. The same day as the toy show. Yeah. This Friday coming. Yeah. So, you know, commercially Christmas didn't used to really kick off until like that Black Friday. So, and now it is definitely the minute Halloween's over, it's just showtime. Yeah. But like, I find if you put up your Christmas decorations too early, like, you know, you kind of get sick looking at them and you just want to take them down. Yeah, that's no, why I'd be. I have kind of like a three week threshold mm. with mine where I'm starting to like, okay, I need these down. You always get a real tree, don't you? Yeah. God, look at, we're being sucked in already. We're talking about Christmas trees. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. We need to save it for the Christmas content. Reverse, reverse. But yeah, and like our, we get a real tree every year. Now Darren doesn't want one this year, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, ours thrive. Because you know, everyone's like, oh, you'll not get to Christmas out of it. You're, me- you're meant to put vodka in it. Uh, yeah, I've no, heard I'm, that. I'm, I've heard that. Yeah. I'm not joking. It's like when you get fresh flowers as well. You're meant to put a dab of Domestus in it. Yeah, lemonade I put in mine. Oh, Domestus I put in mine. (laughs) (laughs) Domestus, because it's like, it stops any crap growing in them. You know, like... Yeah, there is some. It does work, yeah. It's kind of just your own version of preservatives, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. So anyway... Back to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, so Christmas segue there. (laughs) Yeah, um... So Lindsay Lohan, I was reading a piece then a review on it and it was saying like people of a certain age, like we just want to see Lindsay Lohan's comeback. Yes. <laughs> because we watched her Mean Girls and we're like, come on, bring her back. So I think, yeah, it was it was terrible, but enjoyable. But I like that. Like, you know, there yeah. are ones that are terrible mm-hmm. to the point where you can't even I've left movies yeah. because. Oh, no, it's not like that. So like as long as it's watchable. It's watchable. You're and I love Mean Girls, so... Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, I'm, I have full intentions you of watching watch it, too. Yeah. Now, my friend is on maternity leave. Shout out to Louise. And she watched it recently. Actually, like, the minute it came out, she watched it. Because yeah. she's just watching away at things. And she thought it was surprisingly decent. Yeah. Yeah, like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, there's times you're like, this is terrible. It's not going to win any Oscars, yeah. but... That's a nice way to while away an evening. Yeah, you need to watch it, right? Definitely. I will. I'll keep you posted after next week. <laughs> Good on you. And then another thing then that I checked back in on. So this came out originally in 2020 on Netflix. The Holiday Home Makeover with Mr. Christmas. Whoa, what a mouthful. 
Holy Home Makeover with Mr. Christmas. Mm. So it came out in 2020 and I remember I watched it when it came out. Mm-hmm. But there's four episodes in it. Very Amer- like very American. Mm-hmm. Very American. Is this Netflix? But, yeah. So it's this guy, Mr. Christmas, receives a letter, goes around these different places, helping them decorate. Now, like some of the decorations, pure tack. Oh, God, I love the sound of this. Yeah, pure tack. And he's like DIY and things. And he actually don't want that. I'll not give away too much. But he does these little kind of segments where he gives us this little recipe to make up a little kind of mold. And you can put your put. He made it for his dog, who's called Ebby. Short for Ebenezer. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) But he put the dog's print in it. You bake it then and then you paint it and Mm. put it up as a, like, like, I mean, yeah. Just real wholesome tack. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love seeing how different people decorate Mm -hmm. their homes for Christmas. I think it's a window into their personality. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's only four episodes in it, but the last episode then is actually a family that celebrates Hanukkah. And Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're like a hybrid, yeah, family religion. Well, they're they mo- they're all celebrating Hanukkah, but the husband, like he has childhood memories of Christmas and that. Oh, he must maybe so he they want to incorporate to, a little yeah. bit of that. Ah. So it's it's nice. No, definitely would watch that. Yeah. Mr. Christmas. I'm like, where is Mr. Christmas? That was two years ago. <laughs> so I seen there was an article up and it was like he was giving all these tips. So I was like, he's still on the go, but he just obviously what, didn't his, get a second season. What's his like official occupation? What are you Mr. Saying? Christmas, like what's... Mr. Christmas. Like, like is that what he puts on his LinkedIn? Like? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Christmas. Mr. Christmas. Okay. Connect with Mr. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's Fair addicted play. to pine cones as well. Giant pine cones. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. And there's only four episodes in it, so yeah, kind of gets you all buzzed That'll up for decorating. The Christmas season. You might watch that on Saturday. Then. So I had a very Christmassy watch this mm. week. Okay. Well, I finished from scratch the show I talked about that was, was quite like, emotional. You finished what? From what were you scratch. watching from scratch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, the, the emotional the show. One. So that that drama on Netflix, the ten episode, the emotional roller coaster, emotional roller coaster. Any more tears from scratch? Yeah. Oh God, my Lots face of tears. was raw red last night. Lovely. Do you ever notice after <laughs> you've had a good cry too, your skin's amazing? It's cathartic. It's a cleanse. <laughs> it should be. Your we should create a great. facial with with tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody wants a good purge watch from scratch <laughs> on Netflix, oh God, no, it was. Um, watch like, what from scratch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it. Well, so then I found out, I, I started Googling everything afterward, and it's adapted from an actual memoir. So it's completely a true story. The book is also called From Scratch. Um, it's a New York Times bestseller. Um, really? The author is called Tembi Locke. So Tembi is like the woman who wrote this and who is the main character. They've changed the names and the actual Netflix adaptation. But she said she could barely watch the Netflix adaptation because it's so true to life of her whole story of, you know, her meeting her love in Italy and like them coming back to America and everything that transpired afterwards. So they said they made a really, really good job of her memoir. Really? Um, and I was like looking at pictures of her, like so Zoe Zaldana mm-hmm. played Tembi, and they would look quite alike and everything too. Right. 
So it's a beautiful show, but it's just, it is like very, very sad. Is there lots of ups and downs in it? Yeah, loads. Mm-hmm. And not, I just, I would recommend it, but you just, you do have to go in knowing what's ahead. Get the so Kleenex yeah, ready. Finish that last night. <laughs> I wouldn't be a big exhausted. crier, like when it comes to things like that, I wouldn't really be. It would take a good bit to get me going. Like, like Marley and me or something. Yeah, oh yeah, Marley and me. <laughs> but no, I'm, um, I can't find my Kindle, but if I find my Kindle, I'm going to download the memoir and, and read, read it memoir. as well. Yeah, because yeah. I think it'd be nice because there's a few characters in the actual show, like the main character's sister. I feel like I would love to know a little bit more about her story as well. She was a great, it's, it's so hard to describe without giving anything away, but I oh. felt like they glossed over a few of the side characters. So I'm wondering if the book fleshes that out a little bit more. Oh. So that's on Netflix. Um, another TV guide-ish thing. Oh, and it also, it gets like 94% in Rotten Tomatoes as well. Oh, if everybody needs good. that validation. Um, Darren, you might be interested in this. So in the controversial Banshees of Inishirin, um, I was reading an article today that, you know, the way on movie sets, there's like fake drinks all the time. If oh. There's a lot of bar scenes. So, you know, the way they're drinking Guinness flat out, it's actual Guinness Zero. Like they had a Guinness Zero tap there and that's what they're drinking in all the scenes where they're having a pint. Yeah. And Brendan Gleeson says that he thinks Guinness Zero is brilliant because he felt like he was, you know, drinking, drinking ordinary Guinness. Really? Yeah. Darren, have you ever tasted Guinness Zero? Yeah. And you, it passes? Yeah, it's... Uh, passes the vibe check. Uh, substitutes. You know, one or two of them. You wouldn't drink. Yeah. You wouldn't drink a heap of them. Yeah, Darren but says... Like real Guinness. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Darren would be a Guinness aficionado and he says you could definitely take one or two of the Guinness Zero. Like, yeah. it's a fairly good alternative as taste goes. So I just thought that was good. And then honourable mention, because myself and Trish were half watching a movie that just came on the TV Mm. there, but we'd seen it, we'd both seen it before and loved it, called Yesterday. So it's a Danny Boyle movie, Yesterday, starring Hamish Patel, who oddly was in EastEnders before. I can't (laughs) Um, remember his name in EastEnders, but... No, I can't. Tamwar? Tamwar. Yeah, he was class in EastEnders too. He was so funny. I love that family. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I watch EastEnders. I don't even know why I'm coming so much. Yeah, I know, but it was, I think, I mean, it's been about 15 years since they were in EastEnders too, so... Um, back in the heyday back in the heyday when you watch the soaps to distract yourself from your homework like (laughs) but it's such a good movie Darren had recommended it to me over lockdown because when we used to be up at night taking turns with Clara at night Darren just put it on one night and the next day he said to me he's like oh you have to watch this movie yesterday so I watched it then we both watched it again the following night and I just thought it was class yeah it is very good so basically it's the Beatles don't exist. There's like a lightning storm. Yeah, there's a lightning storm and it obliterates the world's memory of the Beatles. The Beatles. And then your man's just going around singing songs of the Beatles, claiming they're his own. Yeah, so you're, it's very good. Your man, Ham- Hamish Patel's man. character, he's, yeah, he then, st- he can, he's trying to then remember all the Beatles songs because he was a huge fan and he's capitalizing on the fact the world can't remember them or mm-hmm. don't, doesn't know them. And Ed Sheeran is also in it, and Lily, Lily James. Lily James, yeah. So it's very, very good. But it actually only gets sixty four percent in Rotten Tomatoes. I'm disgusted at that. Yeah, that's a bit shocking. That is, yeah. 
but we've already said it. Yeah, rotten I know, tomatoes. it's all relative, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Like, we love it when we agree with the rating, but uh, <laughs> then we think it's a load of shade if we don't. Actually, Falling for Christmas, I forgot to mention, is 56%. 56% yeah, decent decent, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, anything on the World Wide Web that caught your eye? Okay, so you've heard of Drunchambo Gunpowder Gin. Mm-hmm. So they won International Spirit Brand of the Year at the 2022 Wine Enthusiast Wine Star Awards. Right. Okay. The interesting thing about this is a fellow finalist was Dwayne The Rock Johnson because he has a brand of tequila out. Oh, imagine them being in the same category as them. Yeah. So it's Terra Terramana Tequila, T-E-R-E-M-A-N-A Tequila. Mm-hmm. So after they won, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, tweeted yeah. about Drunchambo Gin. Oh yeah. my god! So he said, big congratulations, Drunchambo Gunpowder Gin, on your award. That's a big one. I look forward to trying your Irish gin. Like us at Terramana, I don't know how I pronounce that right. I can see you guys have a passionate brand and a proud distillery. Congrats again. That is unreal. Imagine receiving that tweet. You'd be delighted. Yeah, so fair play to them. The Rock seems just so sound. Isn't he sound? Mm. Yeah. He is sound. He just seems like a pure ledge. Can you smell? (laughs) (laughs) What, The Rock (laughs) is brewing. (laughs) (laughs) Remember he made a class cameo in that movie, Fighting With My Family, as well. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, Fighting With My Family. So good on Netflix. Didn't mean to go back to TV Kate as always, but <laughs> no, The Rock it makes a really good cameo. You would love that movie. Oh. Yeah. Um yeah, he is just sound like mm-hmm. and a cameo. Yeah, that's nice. Because it's just nice. like an it's an English indie movie. Like you wouldn't really be expecting him to make a cameo in Ashbrook. We love we love a surprise cameo we from do. a big from a big celebrity. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking then as well, just to mention on the World Wide Web. That gunpowder Irish gin, I had said to you before about that account called Johnny Drinks. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they are huge fans of the gunpowder Irish gin. So it's an account that's run by, it's a father and son, but it's the son that kind of does the video. Mm-hmm. But the father makes up all these different cocktails and drinks, but his, oh, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're just, mouth is watering every time he makes up a drink, but they're big fans of the Irish gin. Mm-hmm. Um. They have like two and a half million followers on TikTok. Wow. Yeah. So that's at Johnny Drinks. But they're on Instagram yeah, that's a great as well. Account. I think I follow that's them on Instagram. a brilliant account. Oh. Do you follow them, Darren? Who? At Johnny Drinks. No. You should follow them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd, you'd like them. Yeah. Just great drink ideas. Mm. So that's all the crack there. Yeah, my World Wide Web spotlight, but I did see an article... I didn't read it, but I just thought the headline was fairly jarring. Like, um, so this is the headline. It's this man, and he looks in absolute chronic pain. <laughs> and it's um, sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I downed twelve energy drinks in ten minutes, and my pancreas ate itself. Oh my god, what a visual! That's the headline. It's in like New York Magazine or something like a tabloid. He downed. 12 energy, energy, energy drinks. drinks in 10 minutes and his pancreas ate itself. Yeah, but I have a visual now of a pancreas <laughs> growing a mouth, swinging nom, around nom, to nom, its nom. tail end and just chowing down. 
I know it's so. Um, it is a real graphic it's headline. It's very graphic. And um, I'll try and find the article again so that I can do a bit of fact checking on it. Details of this article? No. Is this a medical wonder? Um, Did they confirm the ease of eating? I don't know. Like it wasn't that reputable of a source. I don't think it was like New York mag, New York magazine, or, <laughs> or no, have, the New York Post. Does he have a pancreas? Does he have one? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Right. I might have to. Whenever you're doing your next segment, I'll send the piece to Darren, and he yeah. can give us a few facts about it. And um, the only <laughs> other World Wide Web thing I noticed, did you know that this has been actually confirmed by scientists lately, that there's a wood wide web? A wood wide web? The trees can actually kind of communicate with one another. <laughs> yeah, like there's this thing that there's like a network of like fungi underneath trees. Yeah, I've heard of this actually. And I was about to take the piss and say, what are you smoking over there? <laughs> Actually, I've heard of this. Yeah, no, they they share nutrients. Yeah. And apparently, like, in the transmission of nutrients from tree to tree, they've made these little, like, networks that's almost like, you know, intranet networks. Have you watched Fantastic Fungi on Netflix? No, you recommended this before, like, but I've not watched it. it all, but yeah. Mushrooms are amazing. Yeah. So it's just mad to think that there's a wood wide web. Wood Wide Web, should we start a new segment? Yeah, Wood Wide Web. <laughs> Go out and do Vox Pops with the trees outside. <laughs> Talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me, Chestnut. <laughs> no, like I haven't done, I've been actually on TikTok a good bit this week, but you know, nothing that stood out enough worth worthy of mentioning. Mm-hmm. I've just been going down weird rabbit holes. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah. So, on to recommendations? Yes. Moving swiftly along. So we both have a <laughs> joint recommendation. Oh, yes. In the past week, we were in the Glen Bar mm-hmm. in Glen for a bite to eat. I hadn't been there probably in a couple of years. Um, But the food was amazing. I had, well, actually, we both had the same thing. Mm-hmm. Fermented potato bread with bacon and Gortha Hork cabbage. Mm. Gortha oh Hork cabbage is hard to beat. It is. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. we both had turbot with Mulroy Bay mussels. That was divine. So I have a question now for you. Mm. Do you know what a turbot looks like? No. Marie, are they hideous? This is what I was saying. I was like, I'll save it. I'll save it for later. Oh, God. If I knew what a turbot looked like. Well, they taste damn good anyway. I possibly wouldn't have. Because I love seafood. Mm. Love scallops. Love it all. But Oh, the mussels now, were something else too. So, there's a Trisha turbot. showing me. Oh my God, that's a turbot. Yeah, oh. so it's a big, ugly. Really it looks like, like it could be a ray fish. Or a stingray. A stingray, yeah. It's like, Except um, it's up the way. <laughs> I would argue that a monkfish. Yeah, it looks like a, a monkfish is far uglier. Darren was, says it's arguable that a monkfish is uglier than a turbot. Yes, I agree. Yeah, monkfish are damn ugly, but they're tasty. The steak of the sea. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. monkfish too. Monkfish is lovely, but definitely, I knew what a monkfish looks like, mm. but they are very ugly. Which yeah. leads me on to another. <laughs> Have you ever seen. Actually, I'm going to recommend to you, you should Google a geoduck. 
A what now? A geoduck is a clam. Darren, I'll show you the picture of the clam. See, this is where we need visuals now. So okay, we'll put them on our Instagram. I'm just no, gonna, no, I wouldn't even pod. put the, I wouldn't put this on Instagram. I'm just going to recommend for the listeners to Google a geoduck. How do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What even is a geoduck? Like what is it's that? It's a clam that resembles a horse wiener. <laughs> oh my god! I know you couldn't be putting that up. Our page would be taken down. <laughs> oh my god! But oh it's, my god! I was going to say, pardon the pun. It's huge in Japan. <laughs> but it is like yeah they love like dicing it up eating and it, so is it fire or like can you source it here or do people eat it here? i'm not sure i wouldn't want to eat it all right that down for a little fact check Geoduck. oh my god yeah but no no the sea like the menu in the old glen bar and restaurant would be predominantly seafood so, mm-hmm. you know, it is like it's great for people who love their seafood like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was gorgeous now. The turbot was beautiful. And then your dessert was a bit of an adventure. It was. It was. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was an a party in my mouth. Yeah, there were so many bits to it. Like it looked lovely. Yeah, I don't know. Was it like panna cotta? It wasn't even panna cotta. It was some kind of like milky bar It was called like the milky thing. bar. Yeah. Yeah, it was like panna cotta And then there was raisins. Texture. There was like peanuts. There was... Yeah. There was lots going on. Yeah. But very tasty. Oh, lovely. That's a real treat. Um, Highly, highly recommend. Not being biased at all. No, not that England. it's like about 50 yards from my house. <laughs> <laughs> but um, treat yourself to it. Um, so it kind of remind not that it reminded me of this at all, but myself and Darren, just in terms of whining and dining, myself and Darren were in Belfast last weekend for Kevin Bridges. Um, and we beforehand, we went for food in a place called Henry's, which was lovely. Henry's? Yeah, Henry's. It was, it's a really cool decor and it's kind of like, you know, super pub vibes where there's like loads of different rooms and lounges mm-hmm. and different things. And lovely, like, high ceilings and dark wood, like, kind of, you know, classic, cosy decor, but really nice menu as well. Love it. And then we just heard about, like, we kind of walked around to different places, but we found ourselves in, like, no harm now. Sorry, it was, like, the drinks were lovely, but we went to, like, a really, like, Patrick (laughs) Bateman-esque cocktail bar. So, like, we sat down, and then it was just this, like, very limited (laughs) cocktail menu, and they were, like... Base the cheapest was like thirteen pound for Ooh. one cocktail. Um, it was it's a place called Rattle Bag, and it was really dark. Um, like Rattle I mean, Bag, yeah, Rattle Bag, and like with all cool font. And I have to say, like all oh, the font from like the logo on the door right down to the menus and the coasters and the music and the ambience was now very classy, and they thought it through quite well. Um, I feel like there's a bus coming. Not but, it's just I suppose if you're into that and it's not that like we're, we, uh, we definitely have notions of times but this was like turbo notions like. <laughs> and, Turbid notions. Like I mean I hope they do well and there was, there was a good few in it and everything and the staff were lovely now and I have to say the cocktail I got. Yeah what did you get? Um, oh god I did take a photo of the menu now my one was some kind of a rye based one and it was really nice. Um, rye is in wheat. Um. Is it like a whiskey? Type oh, thing? like yeah. 
Um, a porridge-based cocktail. <laughs> Ready, break. Uh, <laughs> no, so it was called something stone something. Darren, you might find the menu. I don't know. No, but anyway. And then, I ca- Darren, what did you have? A martini. Oh, Darren had a martini. Um, now, now, my one, mine was beautiful. If it had have been even a tiny bit cheaper, I might have got a second one because it was gorgeous now. Oh, really? And um, there was a really relaxed atmosphere, but we felt we were like, no, this is just a bit much. Like mm. it's a bit much. I don't know. It might be grand in New York somewhere, like off Wall Street. I feel but like I really want to go. <laughs> I would actually recommend going for just a wee treat, and like they've really well considered their drinks. So I'd say any cocktail on that menu is going to be divine. It would probably need to be for that price, but um, yeah. I just thought I'd mention. We ever in Bart's Jazz Bar in no Belfast. It's no, we wanted to go there actually after the gig, but it was full up. Well, if you think if you think the cocktails were expensive there, then maybe you shouldn't have gone to Bert's. It's yeah. there was a cocktail in there. Now the cocktails are amazing, but it was seventeen pound. My friend had got it <sighs> oh, for geez. a Cuban cocktail, but she said it was the best cocktail she's ever had in her entire life. Oh, that's good. Well, sure, fuck it. Like <laughs> if it was good, treat yourself. We just went in for one. What cocktail. recession? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, sometimes now, sometimes you have to have an experiential cocktail. I would not say that people yeah. should deny themselves of that. Yeah, just like one. <laughs> yeah, no, and then we went back to Henry's again after the gig, and it was great, great atmosphere for a night out as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was all my recommendations. So honorable mention for the wee bar that we were eating before we started recording. Oh. <laughs> um, it's the Master Roth bars in Aldi, white chocolate with Madagascan vanilla and through them, and they are lovely wee That's bars. What I was saying like anything that has vanilla pod, <laughs> you just yeah. think it tastes nicer. It's like any time we get ice cream and it's like you see the little black speckles in it, you're like, oh yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it kind of elevates it or something. It could be shreds of like peat or something. I know, you wouldn't (laughs) care. No, they're such nice wee bars now. Yeah, they're very tasty. I used to love dream bars, that's what I was saying to you. Oh yeah, dream bars. I thought dream bars were meant to be coming back. Yeah, it's always like an urban myth that they're Mm. coming back, but they never seem to. I love them. I just love white chocolate. Yeah, white chocolate's nice. Mm. But. Isn't white chocolate just milk chocolate dyed? No, did I make that up? Oh, is it? This brings me back to a fight that I was having with some of Darren's family. Or no, about French sorry. fancies. No, I remember now what it was. White about French fancies? Because <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, I want the pink one. I'm not eating the yellow one. And it's like, they're all the goddamn same. It's just food colouring. No, you eat with your eyes. Sorry, to go back to the white yeah. chocolate, I remember now it was white chocolate contains no cow-cow. Oh. It's just like milk and sugar. Right. So it's not actually chocolate. I think. I'll need to fact check that because that's just from the top of my brain. Um, <laughs> well, I love white chocolate, but again, it could be a visual notion to me as well. In some yeah, ways, but it's just but like milk and sugar, I think. Some white chocolate's Darn, horrible though. Now. I actually mistakenly got a bar in Marks and Spencer last week. I thought it was a white chocolate bar, but it was blonde. That's what it's called, like B-O-L-N-D, cho- chocolate bar. 
and it tasted more like like marzipan or something. Ooh. It was not nice at all, and it was kind of like somewhere between white chocolate and normal cho- dairy milk chocolate. Um, yeah, not nice. No hybrid. White chocolate does not contain cacao. <laughs> solids, which are found in other types of chocolate, but it does. Dar- Darren's fact checking the white chocolate. What does it contain? Uh, cocoa butter. Oh, cocoa, cocoa butter. butter. Oh, sorry, cocoa butter sugar. Cocoa butter sugar. Milk solids. And Milk solids. Vanilla. And sometimes vanilla. Yes, it needs the vanilla. Yeah, it needs the vanilla now. Yeah. What's so Darren, Darren, you need a mic because I, I keep get, I'm getting quite a lot of feedback lately that yeah, Darren need a needs a mic. And somebody even said that they could hear the annoyance in my voice. Like, I'm <gasps> not annoyed. I just, I'm she always... Is annoyed. <laughs> she is annoyed. I'm not. She's so pissed. I'm not. I just... I Darren! Hate. <laughs> you two shut the... <laughs> <laughs> like, I just hate when people are not being heard. And yeah. then I'm like, I'm trying to give Darren a voice. You're Darren's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Darren, you need a mic. And even you can... You don't have to have it turned up full blast, but... The people have spoken. Yeah, the people have spoken. Can we do a poll? All right, we'll do. We did do a, poll a poll already, and it was like resoundingly get down a mic. Oh god, the geo talks back. Sorry, I was about to say, can I put up a <laughs> oh poll? Oh my god, Patricia, you better clear your <laughs> search history if somebody sees that geo duck on your phone or a new wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> so, any interesting biz chat this week? So I was up in Derry, and have you seen? There's a shop in. The Foilside Shopping Centre called Reimagine. No. So it's this pop-up shop, but it's all local creators. Um, it's a place to showcase their products. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I have don't you know been if, in there? Yeah, yeah. So went in there, a spin, just to look around. But one of the one of the kind of products that caught my eye, it's a business called Inclomo. Mm-hmm. And it's just the girl behind the counter told me, she was like, it's like in slow mo, mm-hmm. but the girl's name is Chloe. So oh, cool. in slow mo, mm-hmm. and Chloe is the founder. So she studied fashion at London Metropolitan Uni. She has twin girls, so she bases the whole brand kind of on it's like athleisure, really funky pieces. Um, but she wants her brand to work for her twin girls, but also for the mothers out there. So it's oh. all these kind of like sweaters. And these funky jumpers and love the logo on it. So it's like C-L-O-M-O? I-N-C-H-L-O-M-O. Inclomo. I-N-C-H-L-O-M-O. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool, weren't it? Mm. You, and, um, you and Clara could just... Be twinning. Go matchy-matchy. Mm. Beautiful. I love that, yeah, because me... Mm. Myself and Clara used to twin a wee bit when she was very wee. We had matching jammies one year, but yeah, we kind of Darren fell have off matching the wagon. Jammies? No, Darren doesn't <laughs> do jammies. That's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> jammies. Um, I cannot imagine Darren wearing pajamas. It would be so funny. So the other just biz chat I noticed was, did you see? Lidl always have um, ski gear out uh-huh. every year. Uh-huh. I've used them before. They're really good, really good quality. Uh-huh. At, at an affordable price. Good old metal buy. Did you see who their new kind of brand ambassador for the ski line or ski wear line is? No. It's the Frostbit boy. 
<gasps> Frost Rory, boy keeps Rory coming McSorley. up in myself and Darren's conversations this past few days really? at random. So this is so weird that you've mentioned him. So it was 2015 that he first done the viral video where he was like, you won't belong on Frostbutt. But he's now 25 mm-hmm. and he's in the ad, but in the ad he's like, um, that's me, the Frostbutt boy, but uh, oh, Frostbutt man at this stage. <laughs> what a legend, like fair play to Little, that was genius Isn't that marketing. Isn't so smart by Little? So fair play to you, Little. smart. So when I was reading this up, or reading about this then. Remember he was on the news last year or he kind of came up on headlines yeah. and those pictures of him with the beard. And I was like, what was that for again? So it was because he'd been dramatically rescued off the coast of Kerry when he was found surrounded by a pod of dolphins after 12 hours in the water. It's not that <laughs> funny, but it's funny because it's him. <laughs> I know. And he looked like feckin' Tom Hanks and yeah. passed away at the time as if he'd been on the rock for... Yes. Five years. That must have been traumatizing, but luckily he was okay. But a pod yeah. of dolphins. I didn't realize that was the term. Oh my god, a pod of dolphins. No, mm. neither did I. Um, yeah, because like he, I can't remember. He, I was what, on TikTok recently, and somebody just randomly took a video of him dancing, <laughs> and they were like, "Is that Frostbit Boy?" And there was like so many comments underneath about Frostbit Boy, yeah. the nostalgia, and then. A memory came up on Darren's Facebook page from when we came back from Canada and our friend from, or we were coming back home from Canada and our friend from Derry, Neve, was writing underneath me like, can't wait to see you guys. And she was tagged in the original photo or something. And then the next thing, Rory McSorley was like, must know her and was just like randomly commenting underneath and they were having a conversation. (laughs) So like in hindsight then, you know, Darren was like looking at the Facebook memory and he's like, is that Frostbit boy? (laughs) So that was just this week as well. He just keeps popping up. Um, Rory McSorley. Yeah, bring back Frostbit Boy. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, even the name is amazing. Yeah. But fair play to you. I know what a cool that name. was really. That's so smart. smart. Oh, I love whenever, like, you know, people are allowed to run with mm-hmm. out there marketing campaigns. It's like just that. him and like, he's in a bobble hat. Like, it's a really good ad. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Just if I could slow clap, I would. Yeah. Um, I was just going to chat about there's an initiative that's running. Pretty much every year now. Last year was the main year for it, but it's called Buy Donegal. So I don't know if you've seen any of these Buy Donegal type posts on social I think media. I have, as in B-U-Y. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so B-U-Y Donegal. Hashtag B-U-Y Donegal. Yeah. Um, if you go to the website donegal.ie, you can see all the participating brands that are part of it so brands we've mentioned before like laura buchanan mcgee's pharmacy all of those usually would participate in it so before it used to run for about a week but now they've extended it so it's running from now right through to christmas eve where there'll be loads of social media posts so you can actually just follow the hashtag but B-U-Y Donegal to see and it's a really good way of finding like independently owned Donegal brands that sell Mm -hmm. online because they all kind of are promoting themselves through it so I went on the website last week to have a wee look and then I was finding all these different companies like that I hadn't known about from it um but it also brings me back to a slightly biased recommendation. <laughs> so my friend Tanya Gavigan has a company called Miniken, M-I-N-I-K-I-N. 
And I just noticed that Tanya was involved in Buy Donegal this year. So she's got a promotion running with that for 10% off for a certain amount of time. But what Tanya does is really cool. She'd noticed a demand for, remember years and years ago in every house, you'd see a coat of arms mm-hmm. with the two surnames. Um, so Tanya does like a really nice modern interpretation of the coat of arms. So it's, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's really, like really lovely like watercolor, like minimal type thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, so people get them as prints for others, for wedding gifts or for, you know, even like wedding anniversary gifts. Mm-hmm. And some people even order them for, from Tanya as wedding invitations or even oh, for like table nice setting idea. ideas and things. Um, so that's at Minikin, um, and it's designed for big hearts and happy homes. So Tanya does other things as well, like that print up behind me, mm-hmm. you know, of the the Wellingtons for me, Darren, Clara, and a wee paw print for Scouts by Tanya as well. But Darren's work colleagues had gotten that commissioned for us. So, but the coat of arms would be like her core range. Yeah. So beautiful. I just thought they're very distinctive, like yeah, it's a really really cool gift, and mm-hmm. like she'd be getting orders from all over the world because I think it quite appeals to the Irish abroad as well. Yeah. So she sells on her own website, the Minikin website, or on Etsy if you search Minikin. So I just thought I would plug Minikin. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and then oh yeah, I have a tiny wee bit of trivia. Oh, go on. But like yours might be, I don't know if you want to mention yours instead. So no, I don't I'm know if I'm going to leave mine till next week because I've only half delved into it. Okay. I've unearthed something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy. I like. So did you know whenever you type in fun fact to Google, it changes your Google search into this wee thing where you can just keep going, ask me anything, ask me anything, a button. No. And you can just keep getting endless trivia. Like totally randomized. I'll show you after. Really? Um, it's a, it used to be called something else. So this me reminds me of a website I used to use years ago. Yeah, I mean years ago. Mm-hmm. And you would click into it. You put in your interests, and it'd be basically like generating random websites. Mm-hmm. To do with your interests. Yeah, this is pretty much the same thing. So, like, if you just type in fun fact, a little, like, fun fact appears. Any random fun fact appears. And then it shows you the source as well Have underneath. Have we just replaced Irish pub crack book? Yeah, kind of. Okay, go on, give us. But, like, some of them are, that's very Americanized. Darren, what are you laughing at? He's looking at geoducks. Oh, uh, what came up? <laughs> which ocean is the Bermuda Triangle in? Which, o- which ocean is the Bermuda Triangle in? Is it Pacific? Don't know. No. Is it? Mulroy Bay. <laughs> it's in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean. Ach. The North right. Atlantic Ocean, right? Okay. No chance of us getting lost in it. So, like, then you just keep tapping it. Ask a big blue button appears. You just keep, and you can just we could, you know, get some cool trivia for yourself. Oh, it's really cool. For all the nerds out there. So what was one that I found then that I thought was... I screenshotted one. I mean, some of them are just a little bit like about to say... It's quite heavy on the old American history. Oh, is it? Um, sometimes. But, right, who was the first person to say hello? Uh, see, I feel like this is going to be lies. How do, how would they know who's the first person to say hello? Well, see, it's kind of... Now, when you hear the answer, it's not what you think. 
So the use of hello as a telephone greeting has been credited to Thomas Edison. Oh, actually, I did know that. So according <laughs> to one source, he expressed his surprise with a misheard hello. So H-U-L-L-O was like the first thing that was said on a telephone transmission. H-U. Yeah, like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought that was you so funny. You look so startled there. Yeah. <laughs> I really got into character. <laughs> and then, hello, uh, I'm Thomas Edison. <laughs> hello thomas here so alexander graham bell initially used ahoy as which is was used on ships as a telephone greeting that reminds me of mr burns yeah so i just thought that was kind of there like there's a source below it where you can go into more about the use of hello as a like telephone greeting and where it originates but i was gonna say adele Oh yeah, <laughs> or Lionel Richie, is he another one, or was it him? What's that song I'm thinking of? Hello, is it me you're Yeah, that's, for? that's Lionel Richie. Yeah. But um, yeah, so just wondering, how do you answer the phone? How do I answer the phone? Yeah. Hello. This is Bouquet. Hi, I'm speaking. <laughs> well, just hello, like, why? No, I was just wondering. You know there's some people answer the phone, yeah. Oh, yeah, do they? <laughs> like down the country. Mm. Or answer it with your phone number. Answer oh it my god, number. yeah, that's what people used to do, like, and uh, you know, in terms of their landline. No, when? <laughs> no, Darren's saying this, it is true. They would, because like landlines were, say, like in the 80s, they were relatively new. So yes. people were like really proud, and there was a lot of wrong numbers going about. So they'd be like, Oh seven four nine one five five six oh eight or no? Well, there was no didn't even one. come in, so no, it was like five five six oh eight. <laughs> that was my old landline. Yeah, that, that is what people five did. Five five six oh three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did not, did they? They did. All right. So yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm delighted. I'm going to start answering my phone now. <laughs> oh, it's seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, they say millennials don't answer the phone anyway. So, oh yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> and even the Gen is a Gen Z who are the young, younger than us. They don't answer the phone. Mm. So the hello could be day and night. Oh, <gasps> bring back the hello. Yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's all the crack. That is all the crack. So tune in next week for more crack. And as always. We thank you for uh, your rating and reviews and we'd like to ask you to, if you're enjoying the pod, please feel free to share it around in your group chats and on your Instagram stories, Twitter, wherever it is you share things. Um, we have the crack over on our Instagram at no on other crack underscore pod. Um, Okie dokie. Bye. Bye bye.